Welcome to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications. I'm your host, Jen Alex, and the goal of this show is to uncover communication strategies and behaviors that you can use to improve the way that you show up and perform at work. We'll talk about what effective communication looks like in action so that you can apply it to your own career. If you'd like a written summary of each episode, subscribe to our weekly email newsletter by visiting vautiercommunications.com. Welcome back, everyone, and Happy New Year. Today, John, Matt, Colin, and I are going to discuss social media and its aspects on communication. We're going to talk about how it can impact business communication and some of the pros and cons of using social media. In my opinion, I think this is a really fun topic because it's so controversial, social media in general. And while there's definitely positives and negatives to using it, I do think that it is a crucial piece when it comes to business, especially in today's day and age. So John, I want to start with you first. Let's talk about how social media has changed the way that people communicate today. Yeah. I mean, the biggest thing, Jen, would be the the global footprints that we all operate within in the business environment today and how social media crosses so many different areas of the world. And you think about brands that you might follow that you're not super familiar with locally, but you follow them on social media and all of a sudden it's, oh, I'm buying this type of tortilla chip because I've seen it before and they manufacture, produce locally on the other side of the country, or perhaps in some cases you've got products and services that operate on the other side of the globe, but it does offer a much larger reach. I think a pro can be that it's always on. It's also a con as well, right? You think about Mm -hmm. this idea of not being able to turn off from work in the business environment, many people traditionally are used to starting and stopping hours. I think Mm -hmm. in today's social media landscape, business hours are all the time. They're 24, seven, 365. There really aren't many days off, so to speak. But I I think that's a positive and a negative in in certain cases. And I think looking in context, it would be understood why that can be appropriate. And other times you might understand why certain brands or social channels turn off for a period and they go away for a day or two before they come back. And they might leave a comment or remark saying, celebrating the holidays and enjoying time with friends and family. And you can appreciate that as a consumer or as an audience thinking, okay, I'd like to do the same thing. I don't need to be glued to the social media all the time. Yep. I think some of the other pros here would be depending on the brand that is using the social media platform, it's a huge increase on awareness. And as we think about increasing brand awareness for some of the smaller companies or smaller businesses out there, Vautier Communications is no stranger to that space, mm-hmm. but it is helpful to have any type of presence on social media because certain people in different parts of the world are not familiar with the brand. And it's an opportunity to drive traffic to the website. It's an opportunity to tap into potential new audiences, possibly customers, clients, prospects, but also other people who might not know we exist, want to learn from or are open to learning what our methodology is, what our types of services might offer. And I think that's a huge bonus in today's world is, again, reaching as many people as you possibly can in hopefully productive ways, right? Influential ways that would allow for impact and influence versus this idea of just, oh, so-and-so only talks about themselves or that brand only talks about themselves. Yeah, totally. I think it's a way of continuously being able to connect with your audience. Again, like you said, whether it is a client, customer, potential client you might bring on, or it's somebody you've already worked with, or somebody that's just looking to 
get better in a certain space and they don't know where to start. So they look first on social media. Are there any sites that have tips or recommendations for how I can improve this thing or that thing? And so it allows them to do that without having to invest or do a lot of research from the very beginning. So it's clearly had an impact on business. Matt, do you think it's a form of necessity for businesses to have social media? Absolutely. I think that for one, it's the biggest necessity because if you don't have it, there's somebody else in your sphere or your industry that does have it. And those people are reaching a much wider audience than you're able to. The thing is, I know for me personally, when I'm not working, I spend a good amount of my time on whether it's Instagram, Reddit, Twitter, LinkedIn, any of those forms of social media where I'm seeing all of those things that are swaying my decisions that be both personal or professional. That's the first piece is just an audience perspective and making sure we're, we have that reach. We're touching all those bases that we can and that we can get as high a quality as well as a high quantity of clientele and of eyes on our product or whatever it may be that we're advertising. Second piece, a lot of businesses are using it to market. This is our new form of communication. We talked about this in a prior episode, the age of digitization. This is really how we are communicating with these large corporations, with these small mom and pop shops. It really doesn't matter. It's how we're getting their names out there, whether it's a top tier restaurant that you're eating at or a small Italian family spot where you're looking for a nice Sunday dinner. Either way, I'm sure you're looking at their pictures on Yelp or Google or whatever it may be and their reviews before you go in any further. And again, that's a form of social media. That's a form of their own promos and their own overall marketing. For me, the other big piece with this is that it's not necessarily just the businesses communicating out or us communicating with the businesses. It's also a big form of a tool for a lot of these companies. A lot of my background comes from that recruiting sphere and utilizing this social media in a sense of recruiting is absolutely huge. We used it day in and day out for the majority of our clients. And overall, that was a big piece for us. And just a a few notes on that, Matt, you, you had mentioned how many people are using it just based on some research here, January of 2022, and this is coming from Springboard, the number of social media users was at 4.62 billion wow. which i think is staggering number and the average number of number of social platforms used each month is seven and a half so just thinking about the total number of people using social media and then the various variety of social platforms that people tap into i think is wild to consider and then to conceptualize how is our business communicating through these methods or through these various platforms you can go into a whole deep dive on the demographics, male versus female, the demographics by age group, the demo, the demographics by profession, per, perhaps, but so much live. is out there. Yeah. So much is out there around how people are interacting and using social media on a daily basis. And again, it, it's happening all day long. Matt, as you mentioned, when we're outside of the workplace or off work hours, so to speak, we're using a lot of these different platforms and for many of us, it's mindless. 
we hop on, we refresh, we hop on in some cases we're yeah. looking for things in other cases we're not, we're just scrolling. And you hear that phrase doom scrolling in some cases it's not positive, but <laughs> nonetheless, we got to find time to fill or find ways to fill time. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I think the big piece that you highlight there too is, is age for a lot of us listening at home right now to this. We think of social media as something that is people who were mainly born between probably 1985 and, and current day are those main social media users. I'll tell you that is a common misconception. I have a 93 year old grandmother who was using Facebook for the longest time. And let me tell you, she was loving it. Those clientele are everywhere. It doesn't matter who you're looking to target. There's a social media out there for you, for your business, for your platform that's going to be beneficial in whether it's that networking, that marketing, or that overall communication as a tool. Yeah, I think that's a great point. So obviously with that, there are, of course, positives and negatives or pros and cons when it comes to social media. John, in your opinion, what are some of the negatives that you might see when it comes to using social media? Yeah, Jen, reconnecting with the pro that I had earlier about it always being on, I do think that that is a con as well. Yeah. I think it it is an incredibly huge time investment or time suck in some cases and not always positive. And we go down these rabbit holes, and I just made the comment a moment ago about doom scrolling. We we live in this vortex that just keeps us continuing to update, continuing to refresh. And you hop on Twitter and you're not even sure why you're there, <laughs> but you're scrolling and scrolling and scrolling and you're looking at things from two or three days previous. We might do the same thing on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on Facebook, any of those social platforms it sometimes has us becoming somewhat mindless and yeah. we're, we're so numb to the amount of information that is being consumed by us or being thrown in our face or in our direction that I do think that can be looked at as a negative. I, I think, think on that note, ahead. John, sorry to cut off, cut you off there, but I think the other thing is the, the doom scrolling, as you call it. Some, sometimes we have a plan to pop on. We have five minutes before a call so we're just going to pop on and look through a couple of things to pass the time. Let's say the call doesn't happen. And all of a sudden, 45 minutes later, you realize, what am I doing? I have other stuff I need to do, but you just get lost. And honestly, time feels like it evaporates and you can pass 35 minutes in the snap of a finger doing that scrolling because it's always new. So we think about attention spans and we think about what we're interested in when you're think of Instagram. You're scrolling through something every couple of seconds. Your attention span is now being introduced to something new that it doesn't feel like you've been sitting there doing it for an hour. Yeah, it's it's probably not going to benefit productivity. It's yeah. like a lot of people get tied into it or go down these rabbit holes and then it opens some of the other types of, of cons, I call it. And it's the keyboard warriors, the people who who you interact with, you don't know them. They don't yeah. know you but they've posted some opinion or they've posted some viewpoint that you, for whatever reason, disagree with. For some of us, it's very easy to realize I disagree with that person and I'm moving on with my day. Not a big deal. For others of us, it triggers and we get sucked into, okay, I'm going to have a back and forth with this person. And it doesn't really matter the platform. Yep. It's unproductive. It's typically a losing game. There is no winner in that stage when you're just going back and forth with somebody who has their opinion. You might have your opinion and neither of you are willing to back down and acknowledge that maybe perhaps both of you could be right in various ways. And so again, it's this vicious cycle of getting sucked into the the vortex that is social media. And it just 
keep spinning you and spinning you and spinning you. And you come up for air several minutes or several hours later and realize, all right, what have I done? Yep. So just to jump in, to go off of what John said, I, that I agree is a huge con to it is just the messaging that's taken out of context, yeah. leading to conflicts that may not have happened otherwise in a different setting. But another way you could look at it in terms of that being a pro is with it being a mix of advertising marketing, as well as a communication platform, companies can interact with one another and learn new things from mm -hmm. one another, or even find new partners for business or new employees. And so that's, that's a really unique piece is it allows people to reach out to one another in a really, in a new way that you just didn't have in the past, that whole level of access that wasn't there before. Yeah, I totally agree. And I've commented on like a, a hydro jug, a water bottle account that of course I'm a sucker for water bottles. So we have about a thousand at the house, but I'll comment on something there. And one of their team members might comment back 15 minutes later. If I were to try and get in touch with one of their team members via the website or a live chat, it could take you 24, 48 hours for that to happen. And so all of a sudden we have this access to people, or we can have these productive conversations. We can leave things that help businesses. Even as a consumer, I can put something down in a comment saying, Hey, absolutely love this. Would love to see it in this color or would love to see it with a slight adjustment here. And so all of a sudden we're basically helping that company do the work for them. You know, they're, they're looking for their audience to tell them, what do you like? What do you not like? And how can we continue to improve this product or make it different? That is only going to increase the volume of purchasing or interactions, whether it's a product or a service. And I like how we have that little kind of bittersweet thought to it here, because that's exactly how I like to think of it thus far. Overall, I like to think it's Excellent that we get that open dialogue with those companies, that open access, and it's normally nice and quick. But on the other side of the eight ball as the company, we want to remember with that accessibility, we have to do our due diligence on our side as a company. One, whether it's the access piece, making sure that if someone is inquiring about something important on some of these forms, we either provide them the resources to direct them where is better or we get them some sort of answer. And mm -hmm. in general, if we're seeing questions, comments, things like that over and over and over again, that we're acting on those, that we're taking our consumer recommendations in. Because again, we have this influx of recommendations and constructive criticism that is excellent if we act on it. But if we just leave it until that back burner, in general, this social media, it's, it's still going to be seen as a negative there. Yeah, I like that. That's a great point. Okay. So we touched on some of the negatives. Let's talk about some of the positives that social media has. So Matt, let's start with you. What, what things do you think are a benefit for using social media in terms of business communication or business platform? Yeah, I think first off, it's easy to connect with those audiences, mainly from just a sense of you're always kind of there as a business. So when I'm scrolling, I oftentimes see companies I came up with this in our in our beginning portion, like Chipotle. I see Chipotle all over my feed in comments of other people's posts and on Twitter that has nothing to do with Mexican food. They're still there in the back of my mind. So when I leave my house, I want to go and probably get Chipotle. That's the reason yep. that they're one of my top eaten fast food chains. It's 
that thing really is where the more that we see it, the more likely we are to to act on it. And having that increased connection for those people to act in and more overall quantity of those connections is huge. Yeah. I think social media has done a a great job of one, keeping us concise and two, being extremely targeted. So from a business perspective, whether you are using an Instagram, whether you're using a LinkedIn, they've done an excellent job with their algorithms and how they generate the people that they're going to show your content to. In general, I know that my feed on all of those apps, all of those social medias for my my personal feed is 100% geared to exactly what I want to see. Yeah. Therefore, it's showing me the companies that I am looking for or that are going to create the most benefit for me. In general, for us as a communications company, we are being shown to companies who need those types of tips, are often searching up that type of advice or information, are interested in our types of newsletters and podcasts. But in general, that's just another way that it's becoming a huge tool because it's creating that extra exposure that we wouldn't create on our own. And I think another pro there, I'll piggyback, Matt, off of what you're sharing. Social media is communication, right? Mm-hmm. So any any of us that are doing social media are also in some form or in some way communicating, whether that's the, the speaking and, and vocal type of communication where you hop on and you post yourself delivering content, sharing a video, or it's the written and you're commenting back or you're posting something in the written word. It does, it does make us focus more on how effective are we at communicating? Yep. Are, are we showing ourselves in a positive way visually where we think about physical skills, eye contact, hand gestures, posture, those executive presence items? You could argue the same thing vocally or verbally if it's volume, inflection, pace, non-words. But then through the written lens, is my message getting across clear? Am I getting to the point? Am I concise? Am I succinct in the way that I'm either proposing something, commenting back on something, but it, it forces us to look through the lens of how can I be my most effective self when I interact with these different companies, forums, platforms in that communication space. So I, I, I do find value in it from our perspective as well. And to go off what John said, just the fact that it forces you to be concise really is huge. In practice, you, you have to deliver right away. And that, that just goes back to the bluff acronym that we always talk about in terms of emails, but it's applied there. But to go off of that as a, as a con, it only gives you so much room to communicate, which means that difficult conversations can't really be had because you, yeah. you're in a very tight space. So there's a whole lot of room for misunderstanding. So on the pro side, when you're using a platform such as Instagram, which is very visual, that that can help you out a lot because you can show body language. You have your tone if you're giving a video or sending someone a video, which you can do but a lot of these posts, if they have a comment section, which they do on that app, you only have so many characters. And with comments, you don't necessarily get tone. And there's a whole lot of room for misunderstanding there. So it's it's one thing to be aware of in terms of if you're going back and forth with someone, just assume that, or at least I like to assume that this is going to be misunderstood. This will probably be taken in a negative tone. They're not going to read this in a happy voice. <laughs> so it's just something to be aware of for people, both a pro and a con there too. Yeah, double-edged sword, and I think it goes both ways. And I think you just have to keep an open perspective, knowing that through the comment section, 
tone is out the window and we're left to misinterpretation, misunderstanding, miscommunication, because that's just the the space that we're operating within in that space. And I, I, I like that you, you call it that double-edged sword there, John, because the social media is humanizing our companies or our industries or whatever it may be. Yeah. And what it's doing is it's making us more relatable. We normally see these companies as people releasing these large commercials on these big billboards, everything is pristine, proper, and perfect. In general, we're seeing a larger influx of these companies that are in the comments section, uh, having a little bit more fun with their social media teams and partnering up with other products for that social media sake. And it's making a more human-like interaction. We're not just seeing them on the big screens. We're not just seeing them when we're driving down the highway on those billboards. Now we're seeing an occasional misspelling, an occasional person on a social media team with an act of kindness or maybe getting a little bit upset and, and that pops into the news. We're seeing it as more of a human interaction with these companies that we normally just saw kind of on that pedestal of a corporation or a large monopoly within an industry or something of that nature. Yeah. It's not just big business anymore, but all of a sudden you just interacted with somebody at Frito-Lay on a post and, and you feel this connection to them, even though you don't necessarily know who it was specifically, but you had some type of interaction. Whereas before social media was a thing, you really weren't getting that unless you were at some type of a conference or something where they had some people in a booth that you could go up and talk to them. But now people can do that hundreds of times a day with hundreds of different companies all the time. So I, I really like that aspect, Matt, of humanizing businesses and creating almost a personality with them. It's not just commercials. It's not just billboards. It's not just ads on Super Bowl Sunday, but it's actually being able to connect pretty personally with them. And I think that adds a lot of uh, that loyalty almost to the brand simply because they interact back with you. They take the time to talk to their commenters, to answer questions, to take that information, as you said earlier, and actually do something with it. You know, people are having an issue with something. How do we respond to that? Do we make a post saying, hey, we hear you and we're working on this right now? Or is it as simple as just responding back to them saying, this is great, feedback and we're definitely going to take this into into play. Yeah, and you you bring up flexibility and just overall convenience there, something that we we see very often, we get those answers from them, why would we really change? And I think that really is what it comes down to in that humanization aspect in the overall social media aspect. We are going to go back to those companies, those brands that we see the most that are the most flexible that adapt to their consumers. And in yep. general, social media has been that tool for that to happen thus far. Yeah, totally. So obviously there's pros and cons to using social media, but I still think that the benefits of social media do outweigh the disadvantages, especially when it comes to a business setting. John, let's throw it back to you. Why is it important to talk about social media on a communications podcast? Yeah. Back to what I just said, Jen, anytime that we're on social media, we are communicating. Yeah, We think about all the courses that we run and deliver for our clients in individual settings, group settings, virtually and in person, verbal or vocal communication, social media, written communication, social media, listening skills, although we're not always in that listening sphere. When we interact with social media, especially some of those 
hosts that would be video based. We are doing a form of listening. It's typically mm -hmm. independent listening. We're not necessarily in a group setting, but can you absorb and then consume the message to the degree that it was intended to be created for? Yep. And in most cases, we're looking for content that makes us happy. I know very few people that like to scroll social media platforms just looking for the negatives. Now, of course, they exist out there, but most people that interact with social media are doing so to learn something, to try to be engaged or entertained in some way, or to to make light of certain things. And they they use it as an outlet for, I call it comedy perhaps, but it's a nice way to disengage with the hustle and bustle of the world mm -hmm. and say, all right, I spent 10 minutes on a certain platform got a couple good laughs or spent 30 minutes on a platform and got some great ideas for some new business model, some new practice that we might implement, but people are using it for a multitude of different reasons. And so all the ways that we communicate have their hands in how social media gets used. Yeah, the memes are just the best part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. they really are. But on, <laughs> but on a serious note, for, for everyone here, this is just a question. What's something that you would like to see companies doing more of with their social media accounts or using them more for? Yeah, I'll start, Colin. I would love for it to be for productive content. And when I say productive content, I like to follow social media accounts that add to my life, like mm -hmm. fill my tank versus empty my tank. And so it's it's nice. I know Matt made the comment, it humanizes I like social media accounts that don't take themselves so seriously. I still think there has to be a integrity behind it and you've got to have some level of character that goes along with it. But if there is a return on investment in social media for the user, it's what can I learn from different accounts? What can I learn? What ideas? But if social media can make an impact or influence me in a positive way, those are the types of platforms that I follow or accounts on various platforms that I follow more. So it's really about the quality of the content and not quantity. I could care less if, a, if an account posts 10 times in a given day, if none of those 10 posts are valuable or adding quality to my life. I really like accounts too that share stories. Here's how we've interacted with different businesses, different individuals. Here's what our brand is doing to give back. Here's the the story aspect I think is so important. And we've talked about storytelling on previous podcasts. Storytelling in general is such a huge part of business and communication in general. But I really like following accounts where, and I can cry at like a you know, Walgreens commercial. So for me, really anything will bring a tear to my eye if there's some type of a personal touch to it. But those are the things where I X out of Instagram or LinkedIn or something like that. And I feel good. It's that little dopamine hit. And when I'm looking for a quick break, it's probably because I'm feeling overwhelmed with trying to complete tasks that just don't seem to be getting done or my to-do list is a mile long. And so I just need that momentary break to tune out for a second so I can refocus. And having those scrolling through something that gives me that feel good attitude allows me to go back into the next thing I have to get done, feeling positive, having a smile on my face, whatever it is, but it just makes you feel good. And when you see that enough, as John mentioned, those are the accounts that one tend to show up more because I like them or I interact with them. But those are the accounts that I also look for. If I'm having a rough day, I'll go onto one of those knowing that I'm going to get something that 
is going to give me again, that little dopamine hit that helps just bring you up a step. Yeah. It's like an emotional value add. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And for me, I think mine is the emotional value add just on another side. Honestly, for me, it's more of that open dialogue. So I'm more of a, a funny type social media guy. So I like to see a little laugh when I go into, into my social media, whether that's from a company or from others. I like those companies and, and I'll refer to two just for example, one being Chipotle as I have already a few times and the other one being just Slim Jim. You always see him in the comment <laughs> section, whatever posts you're going through. And it doesn't even have to necessarily be content related to their brand, but they're building out that open dialogue. They're getting minds moving. They're getting people thinking. And I have to say every single time I see one of those comments from a brand outside of content that's normally theirs, I'm usually clicking on their brand page and saying, is this really that brand posting this or really yeah. commenting under this post, something of that nature? And it's getting that foot traffic. So it's working for them, but as well, I'm getting that little chuckle, that little bit of content and that little plug that I personally like. Yeah, I love that. I think we've got, uh, we found Chipotle's number one fan here on social media. <laughs> Big Chipotle <laughs> guy. To Chipotle. Yeah. Chipotle, if you're listening, you know who to contact, get in touch. <laughs> All right. So as, as we think about everything we've talked about, what other suggestions do any of you have for an individual or a team that might be looking to either strengthen their social media or perhaps even just get started in using social media more to kind of highlight their personal brand or their company or team. Any suggestions from each of you? Yeah, I'll share two, Jen. I think number one, be yourself. I think the biggest thing that people fall, that the biggest trap people fall into on social media is being one figure on social media and a different figure in real life. Yep. I think those are two places that are not adding value. So to be yourself in person should be the same way that you operate on social platforms. Second piece there is try to think through social media as a dialogue and not a monologue. Yeah. It's not just a one-way street. I think as much as you consume, you should try and figure out ways, how can I give back? But I always like the the idea of giving more than you take. And if mm -hmm. you're going to be a player on social media, where can you play a productive role and a proactive role so that you're not just consuming, 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 but not really giving anything of value back to the brands, the accounts, the organizations, the individuals who you might interact with or follow and in, in a positive way. Yep. And I think those are great points. And we've talked a lot about authenticity on our podcast before in multiple different episodes. And I think that's one of the biggest pieces when it comes to being a communicator and an effective one at that is being consistent and being yourself. So I definitely think that's a, a huge recommendation. Going off of what John said, that value add is so huge. And if you don't know what to do or what to put up there, as far as the interaction goes, ask your audience. What do you yeah. guys want to know more about? What is something that you're struggling with? We would love to make content geared towards that. And Colin, I know you have both your personal training, Instagram or, or social media page, in addition to running the social media for us. And so you see it through two different lenses, two different audiences, but I, I think that's a, a great piece. And I'm sure you take that into account. You know, what are you hearing people complain about? What what ailments are you seeing or the clients you work with, you know, people are constantly coming in saying that their low back is tight because they sit all the time. So how can I create something that helps maybe 500 other people that you don't 
coach and work with on a day to day, but you probably know that they have some low back pain too. That's just that value add for anybody that's going through. I follow some PT accounts on Instagram. I can't tell you how many I'll get a great one on like a neck stretch or an upper back stretch that I'll try later that night. And I'm like, wow, this night and day on how much better I feel now simply by having this slight adjustment to what I'm doing. So I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think my two tricks, well, rather tips, I would call them. First one would be don't be afraid to dive in. I know that Mm -hmm. starting out in that social media journey for most companies and, and most businesses, whether you are a single person business and an entrepreneur, or you have multiple people and you are a more corporation style, this could feel like rebuilding your business all over again. Gaining yeah. that fo- that following, making sure that you're producing that content and generating that content. Don't be afraid to jump in. Any start is a good start and you can always build up from there. It's We would rather have you jump in on that ground floor and work up than be missing that clientele altogether. That's the first piece. The second piece, which if Colin wants to to drop a little piece on that, in invest in some sort of software to make that posting a little bit easier. Mm-hmm. All of these softwares are a bit different from a social media style, whether you're using LinkedIn or Instagram or Twitter or any of those. Try to get something like a Canva or a design manager that's going to make producing and sharing this content a little bit easier for you, whether it's from a scheduling perspective or from a generation perspective. We yeah. know that this can feel like its own demon if you are a not not a graphic designer, not someone that's that's great on that side of the ball. There are plenty of tools and tips and tricks out there to help you with just a little bit of research. Yeah, so go ahead, Matt's Colin. first point. Um, Matt, Matt's first point was was also spot on in that even though you're having to start at the bottom producing that content, I think it just helps you kind of sharpen the axe, so to speak. You're you're revalidating whether or not what you're doing is effective, useful, or valued, period. And yep. so even though it's seen as just a starting over, having to start at the bottom of the hill, so to speak, you're you're getting better at what you do, no matter what it is, by getting more effective at sharing that information, no matter the field. Yeah. And everybody starts as a beginner in everything you do. So at some point, you've got to start from the bottom, you work your way up, and you start to get more and more people say, hey, I really liked that piece and they share it to somebody else and they share it to somebody else. And that's how you start to get that following or more interaction on your posts or with whatever content you might be sharing. I really love all of those. I also love this quote from Dave Willis, who happens to be a relationship author and speaker, but he said, don't use social media to impress people, use it to impact people. And I think all of you have touched on that to some degree in what you've shared so far today. It's not just to show how flashy our life is or how great our relationships are or just how perfect everything is, how ended <laughs> it can be. Yeah. And and yeah. how prosperous your business is. The the point of social media should be to help impact other people. What can I offer my clients or customers or followers? What type of interesting piece of information? Can I suggest how to be a better person today? But all of that stuff, if we can think about creating content or putting things out there that help impact people rather than impress them. I think that leads to that authenticity that John touched on earlier. And I think it's only going to strengthen your overall following and interaction that you have. Yeah. I think leaving the highlight reel 
social media accounts to yeah. the highlight reel social media accounts is the better way to do it because there are accounts out there that just do highlight reels. And if you want to watch the best plays of LeBron James 21 year career, you can go and follow an account that does that, yep. but not every account business or personal should just be your wins, your highlight reel, me, 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 I, 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 it should be how else can you add value to others in this large pool of social media? So if we summarize some of the things we talked about, social media obviously has certainly changed the way in which we do business and how organizations communicate. But I do think it is a necessary and I do think it's here to stay. We need to understand the negatives of social media, but try and focus on those positives that social media can bring to the table for you, your brand, your organization. Social media does allow us to use all of those different communication tactics. So as John mentioned, there are aspects of writing, there's aspects of presenting, listening, visual design. So it is something that even though you might not think of it as business communication, you are still to some degree sharpening all of those skills. And then finally, consider how you can begin to have that social media presence and continue adding to or continue adding to what you already have put together. Thanks so much, guys, for joining us. I appreciate it. And we'll see you on our next episode. Thanks for listening to the Speak As Well As You Think podcast brought to you by Vautier Communications. Again, I am your host, Jen Alex. Vautier Communications is in the business of business communication skills. We coach and train both individuals and groups on how to elevate their presence and increase their impact through the way they communicate, present, and write. If you want to learn more about our in-person or virtual training options, visit our website at www.vautiercommunications.com. Thanks for listening.